Hey guys, welcome back to the Get in the Fight podcast. I am Nate Whitson, and uh, today we're going through episode number three, which is a continuation of episode two. So we kind of only made it halfway through. If you're following along here, um, you're going to want to, I guess, go back to episode number two if you haven't listened to that yet. And again, you can go to Google or Spotify, uh, Apple, any of those places, follow, subscribe, listen to number two first, and then come back here. But today we're, we're going to talk about the second half of these four guiding principles that lead us through this ministry. That's really the foundational um, prayer that we go through. And um, again, episode two kind of gives you a little bit of the backdrop of where I came up with these and how I got there. But just in, in general, um, I was listening to a podcast um, from a Christian guy who had said, you know, I've struggled to find power to change in my life, in essence. And what he was saying was until he discovered who he really was, until he discovered what his core standards were, he really kind of waffled back and forth and never really found the power to change until he really kind of did this very exercise um, that I did here. Um, following in his footsteps. And, and it's just been amazing for me to watch me go through the same progression, the same journey of um, knowing that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is our hope. Um, Jesus is the standard. It is the correct answer to say that um, I want to be more like him. But what I have noticed in my own life, and I think what you might notice if you're um, like me, if you're similar to me, is that you can know the right answer is that my standard is to be like Christ, but you still haven't found the power to change. And so today, I want to talk to you more about a continuation of what I feel like has been helpful in my own journey that I think might be helpful in yours. Uh, and what is, the again, the foundation of getting the fight ministries and what this means for Christian men. So I have this document. Again, if you don't have this, you can get it totally for free at our website, gettingthefight.club. It's not .com, it's .club, gettingthefight.club. Um, you can scroll down, and there is a free PDF that you can sign up and download and get it instantly, and I encourage you to do that. And so you can, if you have that, you can follow along with me here. But I'm going to read this to you first. We'll kind of quickly cover what we did and cover in Episode 2 um, without belaboring that point. Again, go back and, and listen to that. Uh, and then we'll jump into the second half of this prayer that I pray every day that I encourage men uh, who are a part of this ministry to do the same. And here's what it says. I am a man of honor. I live with integrity in my private and public life, and I keep the commitments I've made to God and others. I'm a man of discipline. I do the hard right thing over the easy wrong thing every time. I'm a man of strength. I'm spiritually, mentally, physically, relationally, and emotionally strong and I use my strength to help serve others. I am a man of joy. I live my life to the fullest each and every day, and my happiness and attitude is not controlled by my circumstances or feelings. And then the verse that we use uh, to pray through or to finish this prayer is um, from 1 Corinthians 16, 13 and 14. And the version that I uh, love the most is what I use here. It's, it says this, Be on alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong do everything in love. And I love that. And so here's what we do every single day. What I encourage you to do, what I am doing, what I am finding is helping me to um, experience some of that power that Christ gives us um, as we turn to him. Again, this is not an internally focused uh, conversation that, you know, a lot of the garbage that's out there that people really, you know, these daily affirmations where if I just think positive, I can 
uh, find the power to change. I, I don't believe in that. I don't think that's what this is, although it looks similar. We are daily affirming some truth, but it is grounded in the fact that apart from Christ, I can do nothing. So understand that. But I believe in this, and again, we'll talk about this more today and then over time. My philosophy on this, this is not a uh, think positive podcast or approach. This is where we are fixing our thoughts on things above, like, like Christ tells us. We are turning our attention to him, knowing that it is not our strength, but his that, that gives us the ability to live these things out. It is Christ in me. It is not me in me. And, I, and again, as I pray through this, and as I encourage men to pray through this, we are really shooting for this ideal of who Christ in us um, develops us into. When the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit, what it's saying is that the evidence of Christ in me produces this kind of life, love, joy, peace, patience, all of those things. And what I've basically done here and encourage you to do is to really find those standards that are personalized to me, uh, standards that I am personally aiming for, that I think all men can aim for. And again, eventually, in this ministry, I'm encouraging men to find their own standards to add to this or to change to this. If you don't want to use these, no problem at all. But for now, men are borrowing mine, as I think they are all worthwhile standards to shoot for while you continue to pray and develop your own. But in the beginning here, again, we are saying, I'm a man of honor. I have integrity in my private life and my public life. I keep the commitments I've made to God and others. And again, we talked about that in episode two. Understand that as we go through this, though, again, when I look at this list, and probably when you look at this list or hear this conversation, you might think, yeah, but that's not me. I'm not a man of honor. I'm not somebody who lives with integrity all the time. I'm not a man who keeps my commitments all the time. I'm not a man of discipline. I don't always do the hard right thing. I often, too often, do the, the easy thing, which is the wrong thing. I do that more often than not. And I would just encourage you and just want to pause here for a second to tell you, neither am I. Like I don't know who that person is who continually lives this way fully. We are broken people in need of a Savior. And again, that's why this is, to me, not some self-help, self-internally focused process. This is an, an acknowledgement of the fruit of the Spirit, of God living in me to turn me into this kind of man. And if you're listening to this, I hope that you also want to be a man who um, demonstrates the, the changed life, that's, that fruit of the Spirit in your life that looks like a man of honor, that looks like a man of discipline, strength, and joy. So just know that we are not yet that man. We are on a journey. We will never fully be, completely be men of complete honor, complete discipline, unfailing strength, right? A perfect joy. But it doesn't mean that we should just say, you know, since I'll never be that, I'll aim for nothing, right? If you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time, Zig Ziglar said, and I think he's right. So we're aiming for some specific um, characteristics, some some key principles and traits that will help us to show uh, a world that is dying for something real and true, uh, that Christ in us can change us into men of honor, men of discipline, men of strength and joy. Uh, you don't have to be perfect. Uh, you never will be. But the perfect one died in our place and now lives within us and gives us a new power and a new strength to become men just like this. And so we are going to act like men, and we are going to be strong, and we are going to 
pray every day, and here's really kind of how I pray this every day. I say, Lord, help me to be a man today of honor. Help me to live with integrity in my private and public life. Help me to keep the commitments today that I've made to you and to my wife and to others. God, help me to be a man of discipline today, right? So this is how I do this. I, I personalize this prayer, and I pray through these things because this is the kind of man that I, I hope that God develops in me. And again, just if you're new to this, obviously we're in the very beginning stages of this ministry. Um, this really is an invitation to say, join me. Join me on my own journey as I journey to become this kind of man my hope is that it it appeals to uh, you, maybe, you listening to this right now, who also wants to become a man like that. And so this is really just a journey where I'm saying, join us, you know, um, join the misfits, <laughs> those of us who are on this journey, but not yet there. Um, we need each other. Men need each other. That whole verse that we all know, iron sharpens iron, is just so true. And we are in desperate times for men to act like men and to be strong. And this is my attempt to um, create a space where men can join together who are pursuing honor and discipline, strength and joy, uh, to live the life that honors Christ for his sacrifice for us. So that's where we're going. Uh, today, again, we're going to talk about strength and joy. And again, here's how these two play out. Um, starting with strength. I am a man of strength. I'm spiritually, mentally, physically, relationally, and emotionally strong, and I use my strength to help serve others. Uh, when you look at the definition of strength, it says that strength is the capacity to withstand great force or pressure. The capacity to withstand great force or pressure is really that definition of strength. Um, and so, you know, again, when you're, when you're bench pressing something, you have a lot of force working against you as you bring that down and gravity's pulling against you or pushing against you and you're trying to push against that how much pressure can you withstand is really the exertion of power when you're lifting that force back up and so i want to just look at these uh, different categories with you for just a few minutes today um, i am spiritually strong my question to myself, my question to you is how how well can you hold up against pressure against you spiritually? What is your spiritual strength like in the face of pressure, in the face of temptation, in the face of trials? How spiritually strong are you? How well do you uh, take on the armor that God tells us to put on? How often do you put that armor on? Um, when I'm spiritually strong, what's interesting to me is that, again, all of our life is so integrated. And so spiritual strength leads to mental strength. Those two are just so intimately connected, aren't they? Spiritual strength, mental strength, relational strength, emotional strength, all of those are just so interwoven. And um, when you evaluate how well can you hold up under pressure spiritually, it's a good question. It's a question that men need to ask. And I really feel like uh, for so many of us, um, the appeal for get in the fight is to understand that we have in many ways as men gotten out of the fight. I'm almost 46 years old and I've been a Christian since I was a teenager. I've cared about the Lord uh, since that time. And though imperfectly, I've, I've stayed faithful to him again on, on, in an imperfect kind of way. Um, but I look at, I look at the, what, 
the waffling, the yo-yo living that I've done along that time. And it makes me sad. I, I, I want to be a man that is spiritually strong and consistently strong. And, and I'm guessing that you do too. Um, moving on here, just again, for time's sake, um, how are you doing mentally? How are you doing when it comes to the ability to withstand force or pressure in your mind? You know, for a lot of us men, we're dealing with pressures of lots of different kinds. We feel pressure at work. We feel pressure at home. We feel pressure as parents. We feel pressure uh, from peers. We feel pressure about getting ahead. I mean, just on and on and on, we feel pressure. Uh, one of the things that we feel pressure from that the pandemic really played out is that a lot of men are mentally struggling. We're, we're dealing with anxiety and depression and fear in un... Uh, I don't know what the word is, I guess, but in ways that are uh, really compounding, and we're seeing more and more of this in men. And, and so my question to you is, how are you doing? How are you holding up when it comes to your mental strength? And, and what are we doing about it is just one of the key questions that we need to ask. Uh, when it comes to your emotional health, again, these things are really, you know, so closely aligned that sometimes they sound like the same thing, your mental and emotional health. And, and they are, they're very close. Um, but emotionally, how well are you able to... Um, respond to things that happen around you when when the when the circumstances of your life hit you in a certain way are you emotionally able to stay balanced and to stay stable are you able to be strong through those things are can you withstand the pressure emotionally or are you somebody who just really uh, falls apart in there everything kind of um, crumbles when the pressure hits um, physically how are you doing with your physical strength now i know for a lot of people um, physical strength as we get older tends to be looked at as, well, we're getting older and things happen. It's just part of life. And so we turn weak and that's okay. I understand that to a certain degree, but I want to push against it. And I, again, if you're listening to this and you're in your sixties or seventies, even, um, I still want to push against that. There is something about your physical strength that I think is the act really probably the first and maybe not the most critical. I think everything really centers around your spiritual strength. But if you've if you've been out of the fight, let me say it this way. If you've been out of the fight and you're coasting right now or you're struggling right now, the very first thing that I tell people to do is to get back into the fight physically. Uh, and that doesn't have to necessarily be a gym. It could just be, you know, a consistent, you know, walk around the neighborhood to start with. It could be maybe jogging if you're into that, getting on a treadmill and listening to, you know, the Dwell app or a Bible app or a good podcast like this one, hopefully. But physically, you've got to be in the game. And, and the reason for that, again, is because we are so integrated physically and spiritually and mentally, emotionally, that what I have found personally and what I see as true across the board for men is that when your physical strength is down, you are down every other category. There, there's not another category, spiritually, mentally, relationally, emotionally, that you can be at your best if you are physically weaker. And so, again, this isn't about just the vanity of looking strong, but I will say this. When you get serious about getting in the fight, your physical health needs to be at the top of the priority list because there's some sort of um, momentum maybe that happens that when you start to physically feel better, you start building momentum in these other categories that we're talking about. You get stronger mentally 
And that may be the best benefit, actually, of uh, physical strength is that, yeah, you physically feel better, but it does something to you mentally. You're able to, by finding strength in your physical health, find strength and discipline in other areas. So when I can, when I can, uh, when I can get my body into shape and I can start to say no to other things that are taking me out of the fight, I can start to say no to other things that are taking me out of the fight in my spiritual health or spiritual wellness or mental wellness, relational wellness. And, and again, think about relationally for a second. When you come home from work, fellas, and you're exhausted because physically you're out of shape, how well do you handle the relational aspects of coming home and, and still giving the best effort to your wife and to your kids? Or are you just exhausted? I mean, do you get to the, uh, you get home, turn the TV on, put your feet up and say, man, I just, I'm checked out, right? For, for a lot of men, we give our best effort at work and then we come home and we have nothing left. So when I'm physically strong, I am better in every other category. And, and I just encourage you to question yourself and to challenge yourself now. How are you doing at handling pressure physically? How is your physical heart, your physical well-being going right now? Um, and so again, relationally, the kind of the last piece of this, how are you doing relationally? Where are those areas of your life where uh, you're struggling? And you know, typically for most of us, we need to start at home. We need to start with your wife. We need to start with our children. And then we also just need to start with ourselves. We need to look inside again, as we're doing right here, and we're checking our mental strength. We're checking to say, how healthy am I? And if things are breaking down, I mean, one of the key tenets that that we hold too strongly here at Get in the Fight is something that Jocko Willink and uh, Leif Babin have come out with called Extreme Ownership. Again, they're not the first people to talk about ownership, but I love their book and their concepts of leadership that say, it starts with me. If things are bad relationally, then it starts with me to change that. And again, and they're just simply borrowing from truth from God. They just may not know it necessarily. Um, but in scriptures, we are taught that as much as depends on me, that I will live at peace with all people. And I think that's the approach to take here relationally is for us to simply start by um, checking ourselves relationally. Where are the areas that we're struggling right now? Are you talking bad about yourself? Are you letting bad influences in? And how is that influencing or affecting the, the key relationships in your life? Last piece here, again, we'll just continue to talk about these things over time. But the last piece here when I think about being a man of strength is the question of why. What is the motivation for you as a man to get stronger spiritually, mentally, physically, relationally, emotionally? What, what is the key driver behind that? And the answer for me is other people. And this is what's so awesome about Christ changing us from the inside. See, God made men to be those who would be the first in line to die to, to themselves for the benefit of others. And again, we have no better example of that than Christ himself. You know, greater love has no man than this, than what? That he would lay down his life for his friends. And God has made men specifically in such a way that we would be strong in these areas of our lives in order that we could benefit and serve other people. That is truly the essence of manhood, that you would be strong for the benefit, not of yourself, not of your ego, not of uh, your vanity, 
but that I could be physically capable of taking on challenges that other people cannot, those weaker than me cannot. Uh, and I can step up and help serve. You can help step up and serve. When I am mentally stronger, I am better able to carry the load uh, in my family, in the stresses of my home, to make sure that my home is operating at the best possible level that it can. When I am stronger relationally, it's for the benefit of other people, right? When, I'm, when I am stronger spiritually, it's so that I can take up my cross and die every day to me in order to do the things that Christ is asking me to do to help serve others. And that's really the, the, the focal point, the, the driving force behind being a man of strength is I'm saying, God, help me to be spiritually, mentally, physically, relationally, and emotionally strong because I know you have work for me to do. I know you're giving me strength so that I can be outward focused, others focused in a way that honors you most. That's really the driving force behind this. And so as we do this, just know again, the, the worldly way of looking at a daily affirmation or prayer or however you want to call this thing, the worldly way of looking at it is to say, you know, you get yours because you're the focal point. And that's why I fight against that so strongly. This is a prayer to say, God, help me to be a man of strength, to honor you and to serve others. And isn't that exactly what scripture's asking us to do? Isn't that exactly what being a Christian ought to be all about is to love God and to love others? It's really hard for us to love God at our best when we're physically, emotionally, relationally, mentally beat down, spiritually beat down, right? I can love God better when I'm stronger in those categories. I can also love others better the way he's asked me to when I'm stronger in those categories. So one of the prayers that we are focusing on is, Lord, help me to be a man of strength. This, the fourth piece of this, and again, in I say this and mention this in uh, episode number two, but I really wanted to keep these at three. In honor, discipline, and strength are the three main categories that I really you know, centered on, uh, connected with the most. But I kept coming back to this, this idea, this conversation of joy, and really just couldn't escape the idea that um, Jesus offers us life to the fullest and just seeing how few Christians I know or witness uh, from a distance who really seem to be living that out. I mean, how many Christians do you know that are that could say honestly that they're living life to the fullest each and every day, right? And again, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm the picture-perfect uh, man in this area, but I know it's worth shooting for because there's something... Um, special. There's something unique. There's something magnetic about a person who lives with joy. You know, and again, we all kind of know this, but I'll just say it because it deserves it. Joy and happiness can be two different things. When Christ took on the cross, he did it for the joy that was set before him. He did not experience happiness there. He shed tears and blood and sweat and anguish and pain of a magnitude that we will never understand. But he did it for the joy that was set before him. So we don't equate happiness and joy as the exact same thing, but there is a deep contentment in Christ, a deep trust and faith in God. And again, read through the scriptures and just see how often do you read about faith and belief like this and the transforming power it had in people's lives when they truly trusted God with every 
fiber of their being. What we're shooting for with joy is that we would take Jesus up on that offer to live our life to the fullest. And so we say in our prayer every day, I am a man of joy. I live my life to the fullest each and every day. And my happiness and attitude is not controlled by my circumstances or feelings. Maybe you guys have heard this phrase um, about mirroring. It's a psychological uh, phrase that simply means we have a tendency in our lives to mirror people that are around us, their emotions, their feelings, their um, attitudes, things like that, right? So have you ever come home? Think of it this way. Maybe you've come home sometime and your wife or your kids are in a bad mood, right? You've been having a great day. And all of a sudden you get home and every, like the house is a mess. Everything's, you know, frustrated. And all of a sudden you find yourself completely mirroring that thing. You were fine until you walked in and all of a sudden, you know, your wife's in a bad mood and now you're in a bad mood. Um, Maybe sometimes when your circumstances stink, life is hard and you feel like it's not appropriate maybe not even like consciously, but subconsciously you feel like, man, things are so hard right now. It's not okay for me to be joyful. And so what we do is we mirror those circumstances and all of a sudden our attitude and our feelings match what's going on around us. When we are men of joy, what we are saying is that our happiness and our attitude doesn't have to mirror the circumstances or the feelings that we feel inside, either ourselves or for others. And so, you know, I'll say this, when we... um, when internally we are feeling a certain way, we have to pause and understand that sometimes our feelings are liars, right? I mean, can you imagine if you let your feelings dictate, you know, how your day went every day? You would be all over the place. You're good sometimes, you're bad other times, no consistency. And again, that plays into all these other things here. Uh, spiritually, your your spiritual health in life changes based on how you feel. That's a terrible way to live spiritually, mentally, uh, relationally, emotionally. You would just be all over the place. You know, the scriptures talk about an unstable person as somebody who's like on shifting sand. It's just, you are never consistently the same. In this prayer, what we are saying is, Lord, help us to be men who are consistently full of joy, despite how rough things can be at times. Help my attitude and my happiness to be grounded in who you are because through you, I can do all things. I can take on difficult challenges. I can still have joy in the midst of just terrible times, right? And again, sometimes I think we waffle in this because we're not sure how to be joyful and still be respectful of hard times, right? Hard times don't mean that you should be flipping about them or um, acting silly or just acting like it doesn't matter. It does matter. And those things are hard. Life can be challenging to the nth degree. But again, we go back to our model of Christ who found joy even in the cross. And what that means is that we are taking our eyes off of self and we are putting them past the circumstances, past the terrible uh, situations that we might find ourselves in, past the feelings that we feel inside, or past the feelings of people around us. Again, people can be in a terrible mood. It doesn't mean that you have to be. So we are trying to be men who are on alert, as our scripture talks about. We can stand firm in the faith, the faith that God has all things under control, the faith that God is supreme in all things. He is sovereign over all things, even these terrible circumstances, even these uh, these things in our life that are going up and down. 
doesn't mean that our joy has to. And so I just think there's this contagious, beautiful thing when there are men who just enjoy life. And I, I can think of a few guys that are consistently joyful people. And I look at them and think, man, I, I want to be just like that. I want to be a person who, you know, they have bad days, of course, but they are more consistently joyful than most people. And they smile. You can see it on their face. They enjoy and love well. And I want to be around people like that, don't you? Wouldn't it be nice if people looked at us and said, man, that guy is just full of life, full of joy. And I don't know what it is about him. Maybe they think that if they don't know your story yet in Christ, or maybe they are Christians that are in your church who are kind of, you know, not living up to that standard of joy. And, and really think about the impact you can have if your life was marked by joy. Imagine what it would be like for your wife if you came home and you were consistently a man of joy. Imagine how your kids would share stories later on of what it was like to be around you because you were a man of joy. Imagine what it would be like when you go into work and although everybody else is kind of frustrated to be there, they don't want to be there anymore. Uh, you come in with a great attitude and you're full of joy. The impact that we can have simply by not mirroring you know, other people's feelings about work or life or just having a bad day doesn't mean you have to have a bad day. When you are grounded in Christ and you have the perspective that we ought to have as Christians, that God is in charge, he is in control, there's always hope for the future, we can then be men of joy. So I just want to recap real quickly here. When we look at this prayer, we are saying, Lord, help me to be these things. We are not yet those things. Do not let that stop you today from pursuing specific characteristics in your life, specific foundational things that will help to uh, produce this fruit of Christ in you. Become a man who merits respect. That's really what honor is all about. Be somebody who uh, you can be proud of because you people hold you in high regard. And yeah, you don't want to be boastful about that, but you ought to shoot for that. You ought to be a man of integrity uh, that merits respect and honor. Um, be a man of discipline who doesn't look back and his, his life is full of regret, which is so, so heavy on the soul. I mean, think about how heavy it is if you don't have discipline in your life and you look back five years from now and say, I never changed. And now the, the ripple effect of that is devastating, right? My, my relationships are hurt. My spiritual life is in the dumps. Physically, I'm in the dumps, right? All of these things. You can either look back and say, I'm so glad I found discipline, or I wish that I would have. And the choice is yours. Imagine your life if you were a man of strength, where you physically started to change your health and your habits, and it led to spiritual strength, and it led to emotional strength, relational healing, right? All of that is possible in Christ. All of that is possible through Him. And God can help you to withstand pressure in ways that you cannot on your own. This is not a pull yourself up by the bootstraps kind of, you know, kind of thing. This isn't be a man who has big muscles kind of thing. This is finding strength in Christ who can allow you to do all things through him, not through you. And then imagine what it would be like if you were a man of joy. Imagine if people loved to be around you. They, they wanted to be influenced by you. They wanted to be impacted by you because you're just somebody that they emulate and want to be more like. 
that honors God in great ways, unlike those who say they're a Christian, but they're tough to be around or terrible to be around, right? People who say that God has saved them and he is so good, but nothing else seems good in their life, right? Those kind of people are uh, hard to be around, and I don't think they honor God by not being people of joy. And so God offers us, Christ offers us life to the fullest, but the enemy has come to steal and kill and destroy all of that. And so think about the pressure against you having integrity and honor. Think about the pressure uh, against you uh, to encourage you to be lazy and undisciplined. Think about the pressure against you uh, to physically give up and to believe the lies that, well, I'm getting older and this is just what happens. That's a lie right? And it leads to all these other things that we've talked about, where you're weak, not just physically, but spiritually, emotionally, mentally, relationally as well. Imagine what would happen, though, if you start to get stronger in those areas. It will lead to a life of joy. It just has to, right? You're going to have a lack of joy if you have a lack of integrity, a lack of discipline, and a lack of strength. But if you add those things to your life, if you let Christ transform the way you think, right? If you allow him to change your mindset and if you really get plugged into him and you start to do life God's way in his strength, you will be a person of joy that radiates this special life that Christ has come to offer, life to the fullest. And so that's what we're shooting for. That's what we pray for. Again, if you don't have that printout, you can get it for free. You don't necessarily have to be in our community. Uh, But If you want to be a man like this and you're thinking, gosh, I would love to be around conversations like this, go to our website, getinthefight.club. Check out our fight club where men gather together once a month and we simply have conversations like this in a closed and uh, more um, exclusive community online where we meet together, we share, and then I send you stuff every single week to help you to fight and to get back in the fight if you've jumped out of it so that you can become a man like this. So, Thank you for listening today. Uh, check out the website. Follow us on social media if you'd like. And uh, if you have questions or thoughts, we'd love to hear them. So we'll connect with you soon. Have a great day, guys. Get back in the fight.